It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I love the Reds, and I'm bringing my addiction and my love to you in the form of information. And we're going to talk about news, notes, everything about the Cincinnati Reds each and every day as we head into the season. There are 13 days until opening day. Thank you so much for downloading and listening Let's get to some red stock. All right, on today's episode, on today, the first day. All right, so the first four was last night. I know that. But today's the first official day of the NCAA tournament, a day that feels like a holiday. It, it just it really does. If you're a sports fan like me and you love all sports, and I love college basketball, that's probably my favorite sport outside of baseball. Now, don't get me wrong, baseball's far ahead of it, but I love college basketball, so today's a great day. On today's podcast... I want to talk about Tyler Naquin. I want to talk about a guy that I've overlooked in Tyler Naquin. We're, we're going to break him down a little bit, and I'm going to compare him to a guy that, if you follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, uh, you know that I'm a stan for maybe a homer. Oh, definitely a homer. I'm going to compare him to uh, somebody that a lot of other people have given up on, but me not yet. And we're also going to react to last night's weird spring training game. We, we are getting closer to real actual games, and the spring training games are starting to at least feel a little bit more important. So we're going to talk about a couple of things from that, and we're going to get to some Jeff's junk mail. So thanks for joining me. Buckle up, we got a lot to cover. First, we're going to start with a guy who has had a couple of really interesting spring training games. A couple of games that I think should put him on the roster. And that's Tyler Naquin. He is a guy that I really did not give a whole lot of attention to whenever the Reds signed him. Whenever they brought him in, it was just kind of like, all right, what else? Tyler Naquin. The Reds got Tyler Naquin. Woohoo. Let's see what happens. He might make the bench. Who knows? These last couple of nights, he's been stinging the ball. Absolutely crushed a home run last night. And when I look at his baseball savant page, and I look at some of his expected numbers, and and even like his exit velocity, barrels, and all that good stuff, he actually compares favorably to one Aristides Aquino. And I know this is going to sound weird coming from me because I am a homer. I think that uh, there's always something about Aquino that is going to intrigue me. I always think that there's going to be that possibility that he figures out that low and away pitch and just becomes a monster hitter, the monster hitter, the punisher that we all know that he can be. But when you look at the expected statistics for Aristides Aquino, I understand the objective folks that are done with him. Uh, his average exit velocity in his two years with the Reds. I know he had one at bat in 2018, but we're really not counting that. In his two years with the Reds, his average exit velocity is 86.9. 
Tyler Naquins for his career is 90.5. So for those of us out there that are kind of like me and still hanging on to hope with their studies, Aquino, well, he's got a lot of power. Tyler Naquins got more. And in fact, in the small season that was 2020, in 95 batted balls for Tyler Naquin, he had a hard hit percentage of 51.6, which was actually top 7% in the league. So I am intrigued. I am buying stock in Tyler Naquin. I, I want to see more of him. And I think he should make this roster, especially with Shogo being on the shelf for the first probably month or so, there will be an opportunity there for him. Now, I am cautious in that, you know, what he has done this spring. I'm not looking at that exclusively. I'm looking at his baseball savant numbers from the last couple of years and basing it off of that. Because if you go to his baseball reference page, you're going to see a couple of things. You're going to see that last season, he hit 218, which really fit in with this lineup. Not like we're trying to find more guys that didn't hit very well, but if you go to Baseball Savant, you saw that he was getting cheated. He had an expected batting average of 263. In fact, for his career, he has an expected batting average of 262. An expected slugging of 434. And he can play a mean defensive center field. The kind of guy that you want on the bench, dare I say, as a fourth outfielder. Yeah, I know. That's probably shocking to some of you because I just said that I think he's better than Aristides Aquino. And we're splitting hairs here. I, I know that. Looking for the fourth outfielder, looking for a guy who should begin the season on the bench. I mean, he's definitely going to begin the season on the bench if he makes the roster. But he is a dude that I thought a lot about during the game last night, which was a very weird game. Lots of uh, errors, lots of rough pitching and things like that, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But the overriding thought... Other than I can't wait to see opening day Jonathan India at, at second base is I'd like to see Tyler Naquin on the roster as well. All right, so we're going to talk about that game here in a minute. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that with the tournament starting today, one of the best days of the entire year, you can make a couple of bucks on your sports knowledge at BetOnline. Dot ag and set up your profile today with the promo code locked on you'll get 50% more on the money that you deposit initially so you can get 150 bucks where you thought you only had 100 that's right promo code locked on for 50% more take a look at those lines on the opening tournament games you can also take a look at the MLB futures lines when you're looking at Gino he's actually in the top 10 as far as home run leaders for the National League. You can jump on that today. That'd be an interesting value because I think Gino's about just to, he's just going to go off, guys. He's, he's going to have a good year. Uh, but do it today, betonline.ag. Set up your profile and type the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your initial deposit. And with the tournament starting, you can bet 
that Locked On Today is going to be all NCAA tournament. Talking about the first four from last night, what's going on today? Check out the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski as he takes a look around the entire sports world, everything in sports, and brings you the biggest news stories. That's the Locked On Today podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we jump into some Jeff's junk mail, I wanted to talk just for a moment about last night's game because I think I've got to get myself, I've got to, got to use a spring training, got to stretch out a bit, get my game reactions ready because I know up until this point I've been all, well, it's just practice. These guys are just working on stuff. But now it's starting to transition. We're in the third week of the spring training slate of games. And now is when everyone starts to turn on those competitive juices, get them flowing. And last night you could tell specifically whenever Brandon Finnegan came in the game that these games are meaning more for guys like him. A guy who's made an awesome comeback and he's trying to make the roster again and be in the bullpen or some form or fashion. And these last, his, his last outing wasn't that great. And I think he knew that because as Cowboy was calling the plays for the inning that Brandon Finnegan was in there, he kept remarking how Brandon Finnegan was doing all of the mechanical things that a pitcher does whenever he's trying to reach back for a little bit more, whenever he's trying to get more velocity on his fastball, whenever he's trying to basically overpitch. And he said that for most of his pitches. That's how Brandon Finnegan looked. And because of that, he kind of had a rough inning. Now, if you look at the box score, he only gave up like one run. But he was walking people. He was throwing bad pitches, a lot of meatballs. A lot. It, it just wasn't a good look. However, he still is miles ahead of where he was a couple of years ago. And it's interesting because I, I noted velocity whenever it came to Noe Ramirez because Cowboys said that Noe Ramirez's last couple of fastballs in his inning of work – we're sitting at 85 on the radar gun. And Bobby Nightingale made sure to let me know, though, that it's a little bit off. It, like Finnegan was four or five miles an hour slower on the surprise Arizona radar gun than he had been in his last couple of outings. So, yeah, insert pun about surprise here. But that's something that a pitcher would look at and think, oh, man, I, I really got to get a little something extra on my pitches because they're, they're running up here real slow. And, and he was definitely trying to do that, and he kind of had a bad outing because of it. However, there were some guys that were on fire last night, namely dudes hitting the ball. Jonathan India was crushing it. In fact, he hit a home run that whenever the ball hit like left the bat, Jeff Brantley said, oh, that is crushed. It was crushed. You know, he added a syllable in there. That's how hard he was hitting the ball last night. Tyler Naquin, I mentioned earlier, he was hitting the ball hard last night. Tyler Stevenson was killing the ball last night. There was a lot of good things to like about the guys who started the game in the lineup. And they scored nine runs, which, you know, means that they had a great lineup game. 
And that's the kind of numbers you want to see. They were stringing the hits together in innings. They were getting a lot of walks. They were working the Rangers pitching staff. Now, that is to say, it is the Rangers pitching staff. This is not a team that is expected to do a lot this season. But that's where the Reds got to make their hay. Because in years past, that's been a problem for them. Whenever they play the under 500 teams, they tend to play down to their competition. That's not something they need to do. However... The lineup, as good as they were, was outshadowed by the pitching, lots of walks, and some bad defense. There was a play in particular that was a lazy fly ball to shallow left field that Scott Heineman just didn't catch. And it's things like that for guys like him who are on the fringes of this roster that he's got to make that play because he is definitely being overshadowed by Tyler Naquin. He's probably overshadowed by any sort of hope that Aristides Aquino can be amazing. There was some errors by Kyle Holder, and you, you just had overall bad baseball for much of the night when it came to anything but the lineup, and I think that's a bit of the worry. Now, it was coming from guys who are not going to be everyday contributors to the team, but at the same time, that is the general worry about this Reds ball club is the fielding. It is the defense. Because with the way that they've kind of got everything set up. Now, it it could be that the middle of the infield actually gets a lot stronger with Suarez and India in there rather than Moose and whoever else they were looking at shortstop. And that would be awesome because then you move Moose back to his natural third base. But all in all, the fielding is a huge question mark heading into opening day. And it's not a question that's, I don't even know that that's a question we're going to have answered in the first half of the season, because there's going to be long stretches where they're probably going to be okay. But there's going to be some long stretches where we look back and we say, boy, okay, that cost them that game. Uh, That bad play cost them that series or things like that. So we're going to have to kind of get ready for that. Because unless they fix it very quickly, unless uh, some sort of finagling of the defensive alignments and shifts and things like that, help out way more than we're expecting, the fielding is going to be pretty rough. And those were my main thoughts after last night's game. All right, coming up, we've got some Jeff's Junk Mail, some questions from the Lockdown Reds line and from Twitter and all that good stuff. But before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that the tastiest bracket of March continues on at BuiltBar.com. Go vote for your favorite flavors today. And if you need a refresher on what your favorite flavor is, go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. You can check out Coconut Brownie Chunk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that is an amazing flavor. It's like 1A, 1B for me with Cherry Barcia. You've heard me talk about Cherry Barcia for a long time now, But Coconut Brownie Chunk is amazing as well. They've got great flavors if you're a big peanut butter chocolate fan. They've also got peanut butter crisp that's awesome. You can check out the Built Puffs. They got puffs now. You got to check them out. Great snacks, and they're healthy for you too. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with 100% real chocolate and 0% guilt. Check them out today, BuiltBar.com, and enter the promo code LOCKED. 15 for 15% off 
your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. As spring training rages on and we see all kinds of minor league players on every single team, you're probably wondering who some of these prospects are. The best way to figure that out, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast hosted by Aram Layton. He's got a bead on every single farm system in the major leagues, and he brings you daily looks and daily information about those farm systems. Check it out, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's jump into some Jeff's junk mail here. First question is a text message on the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. This is from our friend Chad in Lancaster. He said a couple of days ago, you gave the Reds optimal batting lineup, which included a pitcher in the ninth spot. What about when the Reds play in an American League stadium? That's when things get really exciting, Chad. And and I got to think about actually how the order comes about. But then you move Jesse into the DH spot. And you hopefully, when everybody's healthy, you have Shogo in left field and Nick Senzel in center field. And then you have a stacked lineup because you'll lead off with Shogo. You'll hopefully, optimally, have Nick Senzel batting second. Then you've got Jesse Winker batting third. A. Eugenio Suarez batting fourth. Mike Moustakis batting fifth. Nicholas Castellanos batting sixth, Joey Votto batting seventh, Tyler Stevenson batting eighth, and then batting ninth, you'll have Jonathan India, who provides you an athletic way of turning the lineup over. And that's kind of why, just for a brief moment thinking about this, it's kind of why I'm bummed that they are doing this whole negotiation tactics thing and they're holding the DH till next year. Everyone knows that the DH is coming next year. It is literally a matter of, you know, one side having enough bullets in their gun for the other side with all their bullets in their gun. And right now they're just looking at the DH as a bullet. It's it's not even what's best for the game because what's best for the game might be the DH. And I thought it was interesting because there was a uh, there was kind of a take about the Reds this season as opposed to last, where last season we were talking about the DH and saying, oh boy, this opens up so many possibilities for this lineup. You've got, you you have the ability to get this guy here and this guy here and all this other stuff. And, and then coming into this year, whenever mum was the word about the DH in the, in the National League, there were some that were saying, well, you know, the DH really hurts the Reds. This team wasn't built for the DH. What? Say the same team as last year. I I think a DH would really make things interesting for building the line. Now, that is when everyone's healthy. However, even with Shogo on the shelf, you'll have some interesting guys in there as well that you can kind of play around with. So I I think that they're really missing the mark by just uh, counting all of their uh, possible stones that they can throw at each other, whether it be the union or the owners that for this fight that's about to happen after the 2021 season. And the fact that the DH in the national league is just one of those stones is a very frustrating thing, but yes, with the DH, the reds optimal lineup looks pretty tasty because you've got Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India who could profile as like middle of the order hitters in the next couple of years. Hopefully fingers crossed that that happens, but 
guys who at least have the ability to do so batting eighth and ninth in the order. That is exciting. All right, moving on to the next question. This one from Kyle in Cincinnati. He says, what are your expectations with Jonathan India? I would say if his OPS is above 750, at least in his rookie year, then starting him opening day was the right call. Appreciate the question, Kyle. I I had a bold prediction about Jonathan India having a better rookie season than Nick Senzel this year. Uh, the other day, one of my bold predictions that I have for this spring training. When I look at his reasonable expectations, I think 750 is about where you're looking. Like if he has an OPS over 800, that almost feels like we're getting closer to the bold category. Now, that is to say in limited playing time this spring, he has absolutely gone off. His OPS is over 1100 this spring. It's it's phenomenal. He's crushing the ball, getting on base, hitting it all over the park. He looks like a solid major league contributor to the Reds this year. So I think probably 750, maybe 770 is where I expect his OPS plus to be. Plus, he, he's going to be hitting lower in the order, so expectations are going to be lower. I think the difference between his rookie season and and Nick Senzel's rookie season, is there was so much more hype. There was so much more pressure on Nick Senzel for his rookie year because while we are very excited for the progress that Jonathan India has made and the fact that he has added second base to his arsenal, it's still not the the level that we were expecting Nick Senzel. Like there were some there were some expectations that were bordering on Jay Bruce level for Nick Senzel. Jonathan India, his comeuppance this spring training has largely surprised Reds country because Reds country largely had not necessarily forgotten about him, but kind of put him in that category of, yeah, okay, well, whatever. He'll come up someday and we'll see what he's got. Not the hype train of a Hunter Green not the hype train of a Tyler Stevenson, not even the hype train of a Nick Lodolo, I think. I think Nick Lodolo's hype coming into this spring training was much higher than Jonathan India's. So I, I think that he has the benefit of just being able to grow into his role as the Reds' second baseman, and I think he's taking to it very well. So yeah, I, I think 750, 770 in the OPS range for Jonathan India are reasonable expectations for him this season. And one last thing that I want to get to. This one's from Twitter. This is from Scott at Scott Trammell at Scott underscore Trammell on Twitter. He sent me the Cincinnati Reds all time team budget drafter. And I don't know. Some of you guys may have already seen this before, but this looked amazing. And, and it's got all kinds of stuff. I just shared it at Jeff Carr with three F's. And, it, you know, you go through and you pick each position and you've got your rankings so far as dollars and all this other stuff. Like Joey Votto is $6. Joe Morgan is $6. Frank Robinson's $5. Veda Penson's $5. And you have $32 to field a team. You know, you, you get all of your positions, one starting pitcher, one relief pitcher. Rose Chapman's $3. Raleigh Eastwick's $2. 
Scott Williamson's one dollar. What's what's funny is, and what's very uh, sobering when you think about this is when you look at left field. Jesse Winker is one dollar. Adam Duvall is two dollars. Who remembers Adam Duvall as one of the better left fielders in Cincinnati Reds history? That's kind of the case. They haven't had a ton of great left fielders, so that's why Adam Duvall makes that list. But I'm going to be filling that out. You can check that out at Jeff Carr with three Fs. I encourage you to check it out as well and fill it out. Thanks, Scott, for sharing that, man. That, that, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be something I do as I watch the first round of the NCAA tournament here. We are 13 days away. From opening day, next week, we are turning into lots of previews. We're going to have player previews, team previews. I got Bobby Nightingale coming on the show to talk about what he has seen this spring train, what he buys, what he sells, all that good stuff. And we got Division Day with the Cubs next Wednesday. Big week. If you are not already, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you've got. Follow me on Twitter. I mentioned at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow at Lockdown Reds. And save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. And I will talk to every single one of you on Monday. Oh, 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 oh. wait, 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 wait. I almost forgot. I almost went a whole nother episode and totally forgot this. On Sunday, in the Locker Room app, I'm going to be hosting just a casual uh, get-together. Kind of like a... Zoom thing. Locker room is kind of a Zoom for sports fans. We can all join in, just talk some baseball. You got questions, you got comments, want to argue about something. I don't know. I'll have to get a little bit more beer if we want to argue about stuff. But join me on the Locker Room app. That's Sunday at 8 p.m. It's going to be after the Reds and Cubs Cactus League game. The Locker Room app, 8 p.m. on Sunday. But that'll do it for us here today. I will talk to every single one of you on Sunday or Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.